Owning your own business is a round-the-clock endeavor. It's exhausting. It's stressful. Nothing's more exciting, I think, but it takes real energy, strength, and resilience. If you're investing in your business, know that investing in your fitness and your personal health is investing in your business. This is something that will take you and your products and your services to the next level. Welcome to Reinventing Perspective. Today we have an amazing guest. We have Fitzia. Fitz, please tell us who you are and what's your mission. I am a fitness expert, amongst other things, a professional race announcer. I do keynote speaking. I'm an author. But the gist of who I am, the laser focus, is I help people live better and longer by making fitness and sports understandable, attainable, and fun. I'm noisy. I'm bossy. I've been known to be compelling. And I absolutely love what I do. And I'm so happy that, number one, I work for me. Amazing. Do you go by your first name only? Because I feel like people would only know you as like Fitz. And you don't need a last name. And you could the only fits out there. <laughs> Fitz is my real name. I had considered dropping my last name, but a judge here in Florida said, no, you can't do that. And I had trademarked just Fitz, but it really just makes more sense to use a last name. So Fitz and Fitzness, that's me. And then my Australian friends, the Wiggles, it's funny with a name like Fitz, one would think you don't need a nickname, but they've tapped me Fitzy because I feel like all Australians add a Y to the end of everything. <laughs> Tell us, how did you get to this point? You are just an amazing, amazing woman, both in fitness and just as a business person. Well, thank you. You know, I'm just like everybody else. I'm a plugger. It helps that I fell in love with something early on. I started teaching fitness at 14. And then soon after, I started working in mass media and I fell in love with that. I love the opportunity to help people that I wasn't even in the same room with. You know, I, I was on a TV show and then strangers would come up and say, you've helped me lose weight and you've helped me do this. And I thought, whoa, mind blown. So I'm fortunate that I fell in love quickly. I fell in love fast and hard. And I am still so desperately in love with the thing that I do. But I'm also a hunter. You know, when I want something, I go and get it. And I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> you know, I'm not a shyster, but I will figure out how to get what I want. You know, if there's something between me and that end goal, God help the thing between me and that end goal. Fortunately for society and all mankind, the things that I want are good and wholesome for everybody. But yeah, I've got the master's degree and I built a career by practicing. I was free at first. You know, when you're 18 and you're showing up on a stage somewhere, you can't charge anything. You're just lucky to get the experience. And I've built and grown where the fitness part came really natural to me. And all of that education, I was hungry for the information. Business felt a lot trickier and more confusing. And so over the years, I've developed at it as a much shrewd business person and a great negotiator. And, you know, I've really grown grabbed control over the things that I do, which oh, is very, very comforting. I know because I've got entrepreneurs, I'm in Australia, and when people hear the Wiggles, how did you get to meet the Wiggles? I used to be the fitness expert for America Online. That was our big internet, you know, like Google back in the day. And as their fitness expert, one day I was talking to my editor, I said, you know what? I could tell people as a fitness expert to do XYZ, and I've got all the big credentials academically and so forth, but if I stood on a stage next to Beyonce and someone wanted to know how to get a great behind, a great butt, they would ask her instead of me with all the credentials. So why don't I utilize celebrities, which tend to have this story I want to tell, which is, you know, maybe they were unfit. They tried all sorts of stupid diets and weird 
solutions. And then they eventually learn that they had to just exercise and eat right. And that's the message I'm trying to get to people. And why not utilize Beyonce? And so the Wiggles were right after a few American like soap stars, heartthrob type people. I reached out to the Wiggly headquarters and said, hey, this is who I am and this is what I do. And I would love to do a fitness feature on the Wiggles. And their PR representative reached right back out and said, oh my gosh, could you meet them in Chicago? They're coming in June or whatever. And I went to Chicago. They were absolutely wonderful to work with. Such smart, funny, easygoing guys. I really clicked with Anthony and the Pirate Patty. I would say out of the Wiggles, they're my Wiggly besties. I think I went on to interview them maybe seven, eight times. The old Wiggles, the new Wiggles. I've had a great relationship with the Wiggles. And what a wonderful thing to come out of Australia, right? Every child is just obsessed with the Wiggles and for good reason. I'm so glad you jumped into this. Entrepreneur audience just talked about your strategy because we know that fitness can tend to be really, really competitive. How do you sort of find your competitive edge in such a competitive industry? So that's a great question. And the real secret to my success is being the one highly credentialed professional who tells the truth. And so fitness, so many people have a certification out of a Cracker Jack box. You know, they have a piece of paper or they took a weekend course or they've taken no course at all. They have a great body. And so that makes them an expert. I'm an actual expert. So that goes a long way, number one. And number two, I have completely rejected diets, pills, powders, supplements, all the snake oils that these other quote unquote fitness professionals are trying to hawk. You know, they're after your money. They're not after your health. I find great reward in you telling me that your blood panel looks fantastic or that you finally feel great in your jeans or that your back pain is gone. And because I have taken the high road and I have been honest and I have never sold a pill or a powder or a dumb diet, people trust me and corporations trust me. And so my business model, there's been time where consumers have given me money along the way, but for many, many years, my major focus is I'm allowing corporations to pay my bills. And that's Disney, Oakley, Tropicana, Office Depot, some of these companies you may or may not recognize, but they pay me big dollars to reach a large group of people. You know, when I stand on a stage at Epcot Center in Disney World, I'm representing the Disney brand. They pay me a lot of money to connect with their cast members or their customers, and then they're represented well. But I only get that experience because I haven't stooped. The fitness industry is filled with thieves, and it can be wonderful, it can be really ugly, and I've chosen the wonderful side. And of course, practice, 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 go after things. And I've been able to build a brand that people trust. Just a quick ask. If you're finding this information helpful, please share it with someone that you know would love this conversation and would find this information beneficial. Thank you again for listening in. And let's jump back into our conversation. You talked about how you found fitness really early and managed to just keep that as your focus. I know for entrepreneurs, a lot of times they have a passion. And then the moment they have to add the business aspect, after some time, they're a little bored with the passion because they're overwhelmed with the business side of things. So how have you just... Because from 16 to now, just driven in and not lost anything except for more flame for what you're passionate about. How have you managed to do that? So I love learning and I learned early on two things, to associate with people better than me, right? So if I'm associating with people that I think are smarter and more talented, then hopefully that will rub off. Hopefully I'll pick up on things, but I've also learned to ask questions. So I have a few professionals that aren't in the fitness industry, but they're great businessmen and women that I can reach out to and 
say, I don't understand how to do this. Can you give me some pointers? And it's interesting. Not a lot of people are willing to talk dollars, but I have some friends that will talk dollars and cents to me. They will say, this is what we pay. This is what you should ask for. No one will take you seriously unless you charge X, Y, Z. So I recommend any entrepreneur out there who has this great idea. I mean, A, you should be educated. You should practice. You should figure out how to be the best in your particular arena, but then use your community or seek out. People love to be helpful. I love to be helpful. I attended the University of Florida for my undergraduate and graduate degree. And when I tell the Gator Nation, that's what we are, we're the Florida Gators. When I tell these hundreds of thousands or millions of people that went to the University of Florida that I've got their back, I mean it. And many Gators from around the world will reach out and say, hey, I heard that you're good for some advice. And so I seek out advice from others openly and say, help. And then I give it whenever I can. And I think that reciprocal relationship with the good world at large is really beneficial. What do you think is the best business advice that you've ever gotten? And then what is the best fitness advice that you've ever gotten? So definitely the best business advice was associate up. You go up, you stick with people better than you. And especially for someone like me, my brand is me. If I screw up, if I take the low road and associate with bad people, Fitz Kohler is a bad seed, you know? So instantly I lose my reputation based on those I'm associating with. And so I think that's really, really important. Do what you love, right? It's got to be do what you love. And then as far as fitness goes, I can't stay with just one. Can I get a little grace to give a few things? <laughs> Number one, you can never exercise off reckless eating. And so sticking with the exact formula for weight loss, which teaches you how to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be, is the absolute godsend, number one, factual, science-based answer to weight management. You can find that at the cover of Fitness. It's always there. I don't charge anybody a penny for it. And then the other thing with fitness is fitness isn't just one-dimensional. So for example, I work in the running community as a race announcer. So many runners, they only run. But because of that, they don't qualify as fit. So within fitness, you have to be proficient in strength, flexibility, cardiovascular endurance, and balance. And so those are the four pillars of fitness. You watch what you put in your mouth, and then you pursue those four pillars of fitness. You're going to live long, and you're going to live well. You know, for entrepreneurs, most of the times, we're so busy trying to get the business off the ground that we totally neglect everything. We neglect ourselves, we neglect our relationships, we neglect everything. The importance of fitness in building a business, coming from a person like you who looks amazing, is fit, and has an amazing business, like how did you balance it all? It's a priority. So I force it in. I've learned discipline and then discipline, 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 consistency, consistency, consistency. I think it really matters that people understand the power fitness has over their social life and their career, you're the boss. You're hiring and people walk into your office. First impressions are made within that first seven seconds of meeting a person. So does that person come in and instantly resonate with you as a go-getter who's high energy, who has the ability to do whatever it takes, who's a big problem solver? Or does this person look like maybe they don't have much energy and they're not taking very good care of themselves and they are possibly insecure. Maybe they have just terrible posture. Terrible posture will sink your ship professionally every single time. Do not stand on a stage with a slouch. You will lose 80% of your audience in a heartbeat. When you walk on the stage, man, your shoulders are pulled back. You're looking up. You got a big smile or an intense face, whatever it is, but they need to know you're going to bring it 
or they're going to tune you out and stare at your phone the whole time. And so fitness will dramatically affect your career. It will get you the job. It will get you the raise. Or as an entrepreneur, it will keep you going because everybody knows owning your own business is a round-the-clock endeavor. It's exhausting. It's stressful. Nothing's more exciting, I think. But it takes real energy, strength, and resilience. So if you're investing in your business, know that investing in your fitness and your personal health is investing in your business. This is something that will take you and your products and your services to the next level. And if you start to fall back and people don't look at you and say, whoa, that person looks like he or she has what it takes, you really could lose customers, lose opportunities. And then of course, socially, I always tell people the way you look is your problem. I never worry about how people look. I worry about how they feel and how they perform and so forth. However, if you're not exercising, that stress is definitely going to build up. Your energy is going to fade away and you are not going to be nice to live with. You are not going to be fun to date. You certainly aren't going to be the best parent or the best spouse. And so take care of you. You're the only one who can do it. I think I need to keep this on repeat. Every day I need to listen to this. And <laughs> uh, you have an amazing story and I'd really love if you could share it with us. Before I begin into this story, I think mental toughness, yeah. mental strength. How did you develop that? Yeah, so joy has always been a part of who I am. I just was born with a smile on my face and in my heart and I genuinely feel so happy. But strength came from constant disappointments. I was a kid in school who I got cut from many sports teams that I wanted to be on. I ran for student government president or whatever and I lost elections. You know, there was a lot of disappointment early on and my mother always told me, it's building character. Trust me, it's good for you. And eventually I said, I have enough character, right? <laughs> I don't want any more character. I just want to be successful. And that disappointment turned to determination. I left team sports and became a competitive kickboxer. And so I pursued it because I thought it would be really fun. But then what I liked about it is that sport was mine and mine only. When I went into a ring representing Fitzkohler, there was no one sitting on the bench. Everything relied on me. And I loved having that responsibility. I loved the fact that if I trained properly and I put all I had into it, I was likely to be successful. So disappointment turned to determination. I got sick of people telling me no. I did want to apply for a job somebody could reject me with. I just thought, screw this. I'm going to build my own business and it's going to be awesome. And I worked every day. I've worked every day of my adult life to make fitness fabulous and a worldwide force of health. And, and I've been successful so far, which really, again, makes me happy. And happy is so important. People know you're already amazing and they don't know the story behind it. My most interesting recent tale, peak of my career, peak of my health as an athlete, uh, December of 2018, I went in and had my annual mammogram and I came out with a clean bill of health. My doctor said, everything looks great. See you in a year. But less than seven weeks later, I was at a race weekend announcing a race or I wasn't announcing. I was running that weekend and I got out of the shower and I scratched my under boob. And you know what that is, your under boob. And I found a lump that turned my life upside down. That little lump, I found out a week later that I had breast cancer and it already spread to multiple lymph nodes and I was going to be in for the ride of my life. My future held 15 months of chemo, which is a really long time to have chemo. I'm so fortunate I survived, so there's no complaints involved, but 15 months of chemo, which was really mean, 33 rounds of radiation, I had multiple surgeries, and the thing that people should take with them from my experience, number one is always get those annual exams, always inspect your own body, and if you find anything weird, contact your medical professionals immediately. Had I not called the doctor, had I not found the lump and I waited till the next mammogram, I'd be dead. 
I would be dead. So my touching, feeling, looking at my own body has gone a long way to save my life. But before I started treatment, before I had any idea what it was going to do to me, and boy, did it do a lot. It destroyed every morsel. I lost the weight. I was skeletal. I was weak. I was violently ill for six months at a time. But before I took my first dose of chemo, I decided two things. I decided, number one, that I was going to maintain perspective. You know, I was grateful that I wasn't a child with cancer and it wasn't my child with cancer. And so for those great favors, I was going to put my big girl panties on and I was going to grit it out, do whatever it took and try to keep a smile on my face. And then number two is I committed to pursuing my passions. And that was my kids. Again, if they had a soccer game or a cheerleading match or they were graduating or doing a show, I was going to be there. I had no idea what I was in for, but I wasn't missing out those special times with my kids. And the other thing is I decided I wasn't going to miss out on my career. You know, I have worked too hard. In America, I am probably the busiest race announcer. I man the start and finish lines of some of the most extraordinary extraordinary running events on planet earth, Los Angeles marathon, Buffalo marathon, Big Sur marathon, incredible events that host 10 to 30,000 people. I earned my rightful spot on those stages and I love being with those people. So I declared from the get go, I was not missing out on those events, even though like the new train of thought, whether you've got a virus, maybe popular virus, or you're sick in other ways is hide out, stay home, duck and cover. I went out, I boarded 30 something planes out of my hometown over the next 15 months to go work. What I found is that the sickness was unavoidable for so much of it. I would sleep on the hotel bathroom floor, but at 4.30 a.m. when my alarm clock went off, get up, put on my clothes, I would drag myself out to those stages, and the second I stepped foot on my stage, all the bad stuff just faded away, and I got to be full force Fitz Kohler again. I mean, my laser focus was on the thousands of wonderful, healthy, vibrant people in front of me, and everything that was going wrong with me, and again, everything was going wrong with me, me and my bald head, none of it mattered. I just got to live large for as long as I had a runner out on the course. I felt fabulous. That's the beauty of entrepreneurship. That's the beauty of pursuing a career that you so desperately love. And I hope everyone out there is thinking about it as the thing you're doing right now. Would you do it? with a cancer diagnosis? Would you do it with Parkinson's or MS or any other thing? Would you fight to go do your career? And if so, you are in the right career. It's interesting. Many people, they get something scary or illness or an injury and they hit that fork in the road. And then they think, what should I be doing? Maybe I should fork left and do something else. For me, when I hit that very nasty wall of cancer, it only solidified the decisions I had made previously that I was in the right career, the absolute perfect right career for me, surrounded by the absolute right people for me. And so I thankfully... I survived cancer. It was mean. It was horrible, but I learned a lot. I had my memoir, my noisy cancer comeback came out of it, but really the more important things to come out of it are your healthy cancer comeback, sick to strong. That's my brand new book, which is a manual, a guidebook for cancer patients and survivors to prevent decline during treatment and to enhance their recovery after treatment. And then it also comes with the Healthy Cancer Comeback Journal. When I had hit rock bottom and I was desperately weak and tired and sick and skinny, fortunately for me, I had all of this fitness expert savvy in my head. So I never had that moment of defeat where I thought, oh, I can't do this. I'm never going to be the same. I knew how to climb out of that hole. And I don't want any cancer patient ever to be defeated. It takes too many lives, but if you get to live, let's go live. Let's go live full force. Let's get you back to where you were pre-diagnosis and then let's get you living large. Let's pursue athletic adventure. Nothing makes life sweeter than being told you may not have it.
Oh, thank you for that. I'm so excited for your book. And if I'm right, Fitz, it's coming out in January of 2023. And it's yeah. your healthy cancer comeback. I think so needed. I know even myself, just with close family members, a lot of times we don't know how to help. And what I'm hearing, we should actually be doing the opposite. But, you know, we don't know what to do. So we think comfort, rest some warm and cuddle someone, you know. I love that you said that. And I actually addressed that. And hey, there is time. There's a necessity for rest and cuddling and so forth. But when I was going through it, so many people said, rest, stay down. And man, the more I stayed down, the weaker I got. And so it's about knowing when to do a little bit more. And so within the pages of these books is very clear, concise instructions on how to handle your post-surgery experience and what to do during radiation and chemo and so forth. But there's hundreds of photos in the middle of the book. There's a chapter called Everything Exercise. And so I give specific exercise instructions for each body part. But then there's instructions, okay, you can't stand up. Here's how you exercise in a chair. All right, you can't sit in a chair. Here's how you exercise in bed. And I had many days where I was just laid out flat and it was between travel, right? If I had come in from travel, I got chemo. The next few days I would just stay in bed, but I wouldn't just stay in bed. I would stretch in bed. Perhaps I would do a plank in bed. When I got in the shower, I would always stretch in the shower because flexibility, mobility can really be lost if you're constantly sitting or lying down. So there's photo instructions on how to stretch in the shower. And then I even have exam room activities because you get stuck in so many exam rooms. Life becomes so boring, full of doctor appointments. So once they shut that door, man, that's your private space. You can do push-ups on the counter. You can do squats in it up and down out of a chair. You can stretch on the exam table. So the book is really thorough. And as you said, with my first book, My Noisy Cancer Comeback, the great majority of these books, which have sold thousands, have been purchased as gifts. So people reach out and say, Fitz, oh my gosh, my dad was just diagnosed with brain cancer. Can I get your book? I do believe that your healthy cancer comeback and the companion journal will be probably one of the hottest gift items, hopefully from now to forever, because there's so many cancer patients out there and they need the help. They need the hope. To have someone who's been through it share how to bring yourself back to not just surviving, but really, really just thriving is absolutely amazing. There's nothing like it, Priscilla. You look on Amazon, there's basically nothing. There's a few really, I'm going to say weak self-published books by like a nurse who knows nothing about fitness. But other than that, it's a gaping hole. And I don't know why somebody else hadn't thought, well, gee whiz, fitness and cancer. Right now, there's a brand new study out of Tel Aviv University that high intense aerobic activity, so cardiovascular exercise that makes you huff and puff, can prevent cancer metastasis, which is spread by 72%. 72%. So it's not only about getting to feel better and perform better, but you can increase your chances of remission. You can kill that cancer. You can kill it extra on top of your Western medicine. And then you can prevent reoccurrence with exercise and proper sleep and nutrition and complementary care. So, you know, we have a lot of control. We have a lot of control as healthy people, but even once we're diagnosed with something horrible, still have a lot of control. And I want everybody to execute all levels of control that they have when things hit the fan. It's so amazing to listen to you. And your brand is just fresh air. It just truly is. And to bring that focus on health for everyone listening, whatever situation you're in, that focus on health and fitness. I have to ask you this because I know entrepreneurs are thinking, wow, now 
How did she build such an amazing brand? I don't try to be like anybody else, right? I am bossy. I don't hide it. I don't walk up to strangers on the street and say, hey, this is what you need to do to get your body better. I only come when people are seeking out advice, right? So if somebody asks me, I let them have it. I let them have it with great enthusiasm and great authority. I think if I were trying to copy a lot of other people, then I'd be deluded just like everybody else. But I have a very strong delivery because I believe very strongly in the information, the science-based information I dole out. And I desperately love people. And so I know that I can poke someone in the chest and say, you need to get your stuff together, buddy, or you're going to lose 10 years off your life. And I can shake people and be firm because they know that I love them so much. Whatever business you're in, know who you are. Don't look to your competition and try to copy. Find out why you are unique. Find out why this thing matters to you. And then let people know why it matters to you. And if you have really good reason, it's probably meaningful to them as well. Whether you're making great shoes or you're building great houses or you design underwear. Hey man, beautiful underwear makes us all feel kind of beautiful, right? So we all have our special roles in this world economy. Um, so know what your special role is and wear it on your sleeve. I do think that joy goes a long way. You know, when we're choosing whom to work with, we probably will choose people that make us feel good to be around. If you're a Debbie Downer, if you're the grouch in the group, people aren't going to invite you to social things and they're probably not going to look forward to working with you either. And so choose a career that makes you happy and then wear that happiness on your sleeve as you're going around creating your products or providing your services. Be honest, be ethical, you know, practice everything. Practice, practice, practice. So you are the absolute best anyone ever was in that field. 10 minutes early is 20 minutes late. Show up on time. Stay late. Be a workhorse, someone people can rely on. And then you get their reputation. And then your job is to continuously live up to your reputation or raise the bar. I'll just repeat that one. So in January of 2023, Fitz's book, Your Healthy Cancer Comeback, will be out. Please get it. Please share it with anyone you know that might need this book. And this is amazing. And my last question is now. What has faith meant to you on your journey, Fitz? I have faith in two things. I have faith in American freedoms, which that's a really big deal to me. Freedom in general. You know, I want freedom for all. So I'm grateful to have the opportunity to have my own business and do the things I do. Freedom is my number one most important thing. And then my faith is really in the good of man. I see so much effort, so much kindness, where the news wants to tell us that it's all a race war and the liberals hate the conservatives and so forth. I look around, you know, I see some weird stuff sometimes, but mostly I see kindness and I see care and I see people that want the best for each other and are willing to put themselves in harm's way for each other. And so I see goodness everywhere. Thank you so much for that, Fitz. Now to our audience, there are some amazing resources on fitness.com. That's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S, fitness.com. I'll link it down in the description. Fitz, maybe you can sort of tell people if maybe they're thinking about weight loss or they're thinking about how to start getting fit like where should they start or i have all of those answers 100 percent of them i can get you exactly where you want to go all the resources are there the exact formula for weight loss is right on the front there is a workout playlist short little sweet videos for your back and your abs and your hamstrings and so forth so all broken up by body part i can help you there's recipes and articles
tools and so forth. Fitness.com is my home base and it really can provide everything you need in fitness. I also have some, I also have fitness workout DVDs and a brand new online course. It's called Fixing Your Life with Fitness. And it's almost a train the trainer course. So let's imagine you wanted to be a personal trainer. Well, I teach you exactly how your body works and how to train yourself. And then we go into the why for fitness. Some of that we discuss professional, personal reasons, and then go into all of those nasty excuses people make that get in their own way, right? I can't exercise. I'm a mom or I'm a dad or I have a company. Okay. Well, those are all really lame excuses. I'm going to tell you why. So visit me at fitness.com. I'm also at fitness on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And I love connecting with folks. So if you would like, you know, go ahead and follow. But what I prefer is for you to reach out, comment or message me and say, I heard you on Priscilla's podcast and I wanted to say hi. And I certainly am looking forward to making new friends in Tasmania for crying out loud. So uh, yeah, let me know you heard me on Priscilla's podcast. And you know, I'd much rather have friends than followers. Let's, let's connect. Thank you for your energy, your beautiful story, and just motivating us to live better. Thank you. I hope you got a lot of information, a lot of actionable things out of these episodes. Please, two huge favors from you. Please let us know what kind of things you'd like to hear. And if you really love the episode, please support us by going and leaving a review in your podcast listening app. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with the Reinventing Perspectives podcast. We value you. See you again next week. Mm -hmm.